The Bill 2 Media Podcast is sponsored by QualityFreightRate.com. Use the promo code BUILT2. Get 10% off your first shipment. Sign up is easy. QualityFreightRate.com. Hit that button. The Bill 2 Media Podcast. Why is the button sticky, Gunner? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> Dude, it's just what I do. Built 2. Gunner, Blake, and Zach. Yeah, I'm a girl boy. The Built 2 Media Podcast. The things you can do with a plum bob. Yeah. Better have a toilet nearby. <laughs> a little bing bang, a little Bang bang. Oh, bing bong. We created a drinking game. You know how many times I say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how many times you say for sure? How many? So, I guess, like, a lot. Now, from the Liquid Nitro Studio, here's your host, Gunner Cummings. So, I guess, like, Blake Anderson. Boy, y'all just did a bang up job. And Zach Todd. What is Todd? Do you, I hope uh, you listen. You got a lot of gas in your tank. Hit the button. We need a uh, new TikTok trend to come up so I can say more stupid stuff. The whole gas thing. I don't think we need a TikTok trend for you to say more stupid stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Blake. <laughs> we just need to hit the record button yeah, and it comes out. Yeah, that's true. We need to record the whole time you're here. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> All right. Episode 60. We are live. Built to Media Podcasts. In the Liquid Nitro Studios, my name is Blake Anderson, driver of the 12X UMSS Sprint Car. I'm uh, Zach Wittis. I also drive a uh, a dune buggy sprint car, UMSS sprint car, and I'm number 10. I am Gunnar Cummings, CFO, CEO, COMO, CPO, C3PO of C-O. Thunder Hill Speedway. <laughs> I'm Ben Brost. I've been an announcer for 25 years. A Used spec to- trans- track announcer. Yeah, that too, yeah. I used to pit for Tom Nesbitt, and... Uh, I talk for a living. The legendary Tommy Nesbitt. That kind of awkward. Holy shit. Yeah, I thought Blake was going to say something. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were going to go like, on. Wow. It, it ended at the perfect time. Yeah. That was pretty good. No background. That was crazy. <laughs> so on today's episode of the Built 2 Media Podcast, we will be interviewing Mr. Simon Wallstrom. Another one. Yeah. Another one from Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Well, you know, we brought Ben Brose in, and next thing you know, Rice Lake's coming to us. Why well, not? I mean, it's a legendary yeah. town. It is. We have a China buffet. Yep. <laughs> um, what else you got up yeah, there? You got a Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight, exactly. my favorite yeah, store. Start Harbor Freight. You got uh, Walmart. Got a lot of Blaine's Farm and Fe- Fleet. A lot of bars. Or Farm and Fleet and Fleet Farm. That notes for in the Midwest. You do not say one or the other. You say them both at the same time, so you're never wrong. How about Bargain Bills? That's gone. That's gone. Yeah, that was a great store. They got Blake's Auto Sales. Yeah, that's true. Blake's Auto Sales. Definitely. Hopefully, no one from there is listening. But I might have stole the license plate off of one of your cars one time. What? What? (laughs) I had to. It's uh, it's not here. It's somewhere in here. Oh, I do. If they want it back. Oh. <laughs> Can you walk me through why you had to steal a yeah. license? Well, I don't, I it says check. Blake. To be honest, I wouldn't call it stealing because we went in there to look at a car, and I noticed that there was one on the ground behind a car. Oh. We were oh. on our way home from Trigo. It might not have even been up litter. What? It says Blake's auto. Obviously, I knew that while we were there, but then I seen it laying on the ground, and I'm like, eh, it's mine. 
Otherwise, the wind's going to take it, and then Jesus stole it, and you know we don't want to get into that. Like, right. if I didn't pick it up, <laughs> well, Jesus was going to steal it. And you're you're just, not going to get into that part. Of it. You're well, just picking up trash. Yeah, you're I mean, doing a favor for the environment. Yeah, correct. Be like, you're welcome, world. And Jesus. And Jesus. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's just true. That bargain, the bargain, bargain bills. bills. That was a great place. That was a great place. Like, we'd drive up there just to go to bargain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hawks, I can't Hawks say power sports. Yeah, I had a, I had this kid in uh, my gym class for senior assist, David. I think his name's David. I, I can't th- remember. Gavin, no, it's else Gavin. Hear this kid, Gavin. Uh, yep. I heard this kid. I had this kid. Mm-hmm. His kid. Yeah, but see, Gavin. when you first this said kid. it, yeah, like, I heard I had this, this kid. kid in my class, and I'm like, where's this going? Yeah, now? nope. And it- then it just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you oops. had his kid. Yeah, his name's Gavin. In your, he's pimp. What? Cl- oh God! I was a. Uh, okay, actually, this is a good story. So my senior year, yeah, at my high school, you could do a senior assist thing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> like, you just bullied these freshmen in gym class, and you helped the teacher out. You ass. Do you understand that that causes problems in the next person's life? I hurt three kids. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow! You ran into them. Speaking of sensitivity training. Oh, shit. Wow, dude. It was no. an accident. How do you accidentally hurt three kids? Uh, one of them was in uh, do- dodgeball, I think. Oh. I just ran oh, into well, somebody. Oh, okay. well, That's not bullying. No, 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 no. When you're on the dodgeball court, everything. <laughs> oh, all my, teacher, my teacher would. He was he was like two years out of college, and he, we had fun. I have accidentally <laughs> hit several people in the face while playing dodgeball. Uh, we called it barn ball. Yeah. Because... When the boys from the barn showed up, there was blood <laughs> on the floor. I'm not kidding you. One of my good buddies, Jason, he left with a concussion and a oh. bloody nose that wouldn't stop. Oof. Yeah, one of the... Yeah. I've both given and received concussions while playing dodgeball. <laughs> wow. Why'd they yeah. take it out of gym class again? Because people have CTE now. <laughs> I actually gave a girl What's a concussion CTE? when I ran You gave her. a girl a concussion? Jesus. Accidentally. We were playing uh, oh, yeah. soccer. Oh, yeah. Randomly gave her. It's like saying, no offense, but you're a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, because I said you no said offense. no offense. <laughs> that was bad, but I'm sorry, Nora. Nora. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It, was all, it, it was all the band kids, so it was pretty bad. To but. be honest, I'm pretty sure the concussion that Jason got came from him falling through the gym floor, but whatever. <laughs> That's a surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> You guys remember in Talladega Nights when he says, no offense, but I heard you had an yes. experimental surgery of your balls removed. <laughs> I said no offense. <laughs> <laughs> Any time anyone says no offense, that's what I think of. Right. I yeah. said no offense. <laughs> Hit the button. Building to Media Podcast. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Recently featured on the Bill 2 Media Podcast. Me and him won 100 bucks at Ogilvy <laughs> the karaoke concert, but it was at Get Low by Little John. <laughs> <laughs> and I came up with the song. Oh, oh, I love Harry. 15 passenger van into Talladega at 95 miles an hour into turn three. <laughs> Boom. All of a sudden, you're at a 45 degree yeah. angle, it felt like. And Phyllis is up there in the bucket seat, like hanging on. She goes, Cheesy, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I go, Hang on, Phyllis. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my
I would like him on my team. I think he'd be a very good introduction to the team of Jessica Wins. Yes. Why do you have to ruin this? You not have the voice. Me and Blake talk is good. Gunner, he cannot do this. He shut down much success. Is it weird that whenever I hang out with certain people, I get made fun of all the time? (laughs) (laughs) I knew when I started talking, I'm like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) We should get right into our next guest. Time for this week's Built to Media podcast special guest. That special guest is Mr. Simon Wallstrom. How you doing, Simon? Simon Simon says. Simon. Simon says. Simon. Simon says. Get his volume up. Okay, we're going to try that again. He's up. Simon says. This week's special guest is Mr. Simon Wallstrom. How you doing, Simon? Hello, I'm doing good. (laughs) There you are. All right. Don't worry about us. We'll get it figured out. (laughs) What are you doing, Simon? Oh, sitting here looking at the old 602, sucking down a bush light. Old 602? Ooh. Well, you know, you got to have a crate. Well, (laughs) well. interesting you bring that up, Simon. (laughs) <laughs> what's what's your what's your look? I mean, we might as well fire it off with controversial topics. So, what's yep. your look out at uh, crate motors? Um, as far as the sport goes, I hate it for all of our engine builders and sponsors that sponsor our sanctioning bodies and racing. But I mean, bang for buck, you're dumb not to get one. Uh, easiest driving motor I've ever had, and I I hate that for our sport. But don't be mad at me for playing the game. Yeah, you can't blame the player. You got to blame the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, Rap City over here. So, well, let's. Uh, Simon, what's your opinion on the tire situation? This year? <laughs> Might as well fire that off for another controversial topic too. Well, um, I don't think there's any answer to it. I think that everyone's hosed. I mean, you see shortages everywhere between American Racer, Hoosier. I'm sure if Goodyear made one, they'd be short on them. Um, I, I agree with the hot Carl video, like either the sanctioning bodies need to let us open up our tires where we can buy more or let us dope them. I mean, I don't have any used ones, but like you gotta be able to do something to make tires last longer because these just don't. And I don't care if I gotta go buy a Cooper Cobra from Farm and Fleet as long as everyone else is on one. That's what I'll fucking run. I don't care. <laughs> yes. Hot Carl's always right. <laughs> the old Cooper Cobras from back in the day. Nice. Good pull. That's what my, dad, day, that's what my dad ran on his mod. Oh, I thought I was the coolest kid in the parking lot when I had Cooper Cobras on my driving car. <laughs> Only if the white letters were out. Oh, I definitely white lettered it out. Come <laughs> on. And if they weren't out, I went and grabbed one of them pen marker things and made sure it was oh, highlighted. Yeah. You yeah. had to do I that. I could a pen marker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Simon, Rice Lake, Wisconsin, home of your birthing place. What uh, what all got it started up there, up north there, up in the Rice Lake area? North of Highway you, 8. Yeah, up there. Hi. Oh, well, my God. Up north here, you know, there's not much to do besides drink bush light and watch cars go vroom vroom. But um, I don't know if my dad and my uncle raced when I was a kid. I mean, before I was even born, uh, didn't have a lot of success, but. I don't know. I'm ADHD. I'm hyper. Uh, I can't. I can't sit in the woods for four hours. I can't sit on the lake for five. Uh, I need something to scare me. I like adrenaline slows my brain down enough to enjoy it. So 
I just naturally was attracted to racing. Yeah, that kind of sounds like yes, uh, yes. sounds like the conversation we're having. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I second much. that. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, is that what keeps you going? Is the adrenaline rush and and uh, you know the adage forty hours worth of work for forty minutes worth of fun? Uh, is that what is that what keeps you going? Is that what makes makes it all worth it? Uh, I think it's way more than forty hours worth of work, but um, yeah, I mean the. The heritage of our area, I love it. I want to be remembered. That's all I can ask for. But for me personally, I mean, I'm competitive, but it actually does no bullshit slow my brain down to where I relax. I mean, otherwise I think way too much when I'm not racing. So I I just love that atmosphere. I love the people involved, and I don't want it to stop. 100% agree. The stories we hear, I don't think you'll have a problem not being remembered. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not from racing, but from drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, in your shop right now, you got a B-Mod, and uh, you drive that for Jim to Mars. You got your super stock. Of the two, which one are you looking forward to getting behind the wheel of most? That's tough, because even last year, the B-Mod deal just kind of fell into my hands. Like It wasn't a planned deal originally, and we... We're going to have someone else drive it, but that fell through, and it was here. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to drive the thing. I don't really like B-Mods that much, but I'm going to drive it. And we had success so all year. So, I mean, that's – obviously, I'm looking forward to that. My brand-new car uh, is pissing me off because I don't have all the parts I need. But car for car, I'm I'm exact to get my super stock, you know, shake it down a new car. Between the two, the supers are harder to drive, in my opinion. So, I mean, I like a challenge. And – uh when that one gets out, I think it'll be badass. But I don't know. I'm just I don't care what I drive. I'll just get in a beer stock as I can as long as I can go win. <laughs> to to uh, kind of bounce off of that question, uh, what would you like to drive in the future? I mean, if you could drive anything, I guess what would it be? So the the V mod actually threw me for a loop because I never. I mean, I love watching like USMTS mods and stuff, but I never once was like, oh, I'm a I'm an open wheel guy. I mean, I, that wasn't me obvious goal for me would be late models you know but i hop in this caution mod and the thing just fits so good that i don't know i'm kind of tempted to drive any i want to drive an a mod you know Ooh, ooh. anything that i can race locally like i i love cedar lake but i love going to watch at cedar lake i mean racing on it's awesome but i don't like traveling i mean i like sticking to my roots here and uh they don't have late models so i'd run a modified uh, I know this might be kind of an odd question, um, just because of the cars that you run. But if they had, let's say they had like some some more sprint car stuff around here, or micros or midgets, like in your opinion, I guess. Well, would you want to race that stuff, or do you see that growing if it was more relevant in the area? I think, um, I think there's a, I think there's a demand for it. Uh, as far as me. I consider myself a little bit old school and I think Buzzy kind of agrees with me. We've had this conversation like sprint car people are sprint car people, race car people are race or stock cars. Let's call them stock cars. Stock car people are stock car people. I mean, I would love the chance to drive, whether it's a, a traditional sprint, uh, a 360, like if it, on a practice day, I would take any opportunity. But as far as like a big hunger for it, I mean, it doesn't fit me. But I think any opportunity for the younger generation coming up, as far as options, we need that, like between the micros or, or whatever it may be, you know. Like, I I think that UMSS deal shows that 
there are people interested and it'll help the sport grow. Well, we already have Hunter lined up in my car, I think, so we might as well add another person to the list <laughs> just for a practice night. The problem is, though, well, I'd probably try and throw the door at Hunter and forget I don't have a door. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can't really rub the right side on the wall with that one too long. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've, uh, you spoke a lot about the heritage and the history uh, in Rice Lake. <clears throat> you know, it, the racetrack's been there since 1951, obviously a big part of that town. And uh, it, it's remarkable to see every time I go there and every time I you know hang out with you guys and stuff, it's uh, just the amount of stories that a lot of people have. And growing up, I mean, I know you, you've been around this sport your whole life. Growing up, what's some of the like kind of coolest stories or people you looked up to back then and still look up to today? Well, I don't. I mean, there's so many race stories that I've witnessed myself that I can't really pinpoint one. But I mean, the simple fact that I can go to work and when I get done with work at five o'clock, I can drive a block from my work and I can sit in Butch Madsen's garage and he'll tell stories about. And it's not even just about his racing. These guys like old engine teardown stuff that happened. Funny stories, you know, back then. Like, I mean, I look at a guy like that at seventy six years old he's 76 oh yeah and he sucks down crown royal like it's water (laughs) he does i mean to to listen to them stories like i'm going god i want to be that guy if i make it to 76 you know and and just you always talk about the good stuff you know like it's that's what racing's about i mean yeah sure there's negative drama but you don't focus on that i want to sit around and be like if i'm not telling the story i want someone to be like man Remember when Simon got all gassed up, drunk, and decided that he was going to run a quick lap with a sprint car and he wrecked Hunter? I mean, that's what we want to hear. <laughs> so, I mean, you think that's fair to say then that those stories are what keeps you going into racing then? Yeah, I mean, my goal for the last two years is, is to try and win a track championship. And when I've been brought up, I mean, I pit for Buzzy, I pit for Adam Hensel, and, you know, them guys, they race for national titles. And, like, to me, I that that goal is not realistic for the budget i've ever had to work with but if i could go down being remembered as a track champ at race lake and eventually get into the hall of fame like that's what drives me i mean i got race wins i got some invitational wins i mean what keeps me going is is i want to be remembered and i think a lot of people in this area remember guys like that i mean you got your gordy burnett your butch madsons buzzy adams kurt myers i mean the list goes on those names travel just the stories you know you're talking about some of those Fun stories, the negative drama. Well, a few years ago, you were given a bit of a nickname, 37 and 7 Ace. <laughs> Care to elaborate on that, sir? And also a quick follow-up question. What's your opinion on, uh, we talked a little bit about this on Saturday, the national title scene as a whole right now. Like, are guys, do you think guys set out and uh, I'm going to win that national title? Do you think that's a priority in a lot of racers' lives? But mainly I want to know about the 37 and 7 Ace story. First of all, Ben, you got me so drunk Saturday, I don't remember what all we talked about. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the 37 and 7-8 deal, uh, I think it was my, it was 2017, my second year in my Super Stock. My rookie year went up to the Red Play with my Super, won my heat, struggled in the feature, got ninth. Second year I went up there, I started third row in my heat, won it, got DQ'd on a short wheelbase. Well, the funny story is, is you know, back when you run a pier stock, you probably cheat. You know about it. That year I got busted for cheating on my wheelbase. I didn't know about it. So the uh, car I was running at the time, 
they got a right rear bar length rule. It can only be so long. Well, with the rod angle I ran to make the wheelbase right, it, the bar was too long. It was illegal. So then I'm like, I better make the bar legal one night. Made it legal, went out. It was really fast. Well, with the bar legal, the wheelbase was illegal. So <laughs> I didn't think of that when I was doing all my tuning. <laughs> but after uh, the, the national title deal, I mean, I'm a firm believer. Like, I think, you know, when I was young, a teenager, fitting for people like guys like buzzy and kirk and you know you had craig thatcher you had dave kane and, and they all still might run for it at some point but i mean even those guys that win 500 some career wins kind of just stick to their own little circle now and and if it happens it happens i don't think they set out for it you know like they used to back in the day and i mean our racing in our local area was built on weekly racing it wasn't built on national racing and we see all these big paying races which is awesome but i don't think it keeps the the weekly deal going and i think that's why tracks are struggling i mean i'm a firm believer that if you just put out an actual paying track points fund you would draw more weekly you'd have more guaranteed cars each week you know than people leaving and going somewhere else wherever the money is it's a good uh oh that's a good take that kind of brings up another question um well kind of you kind of answered it but um you know what do you think on I guess as far as the weekly shows and the special events, I mean, I had this conversation with my dad, you know, is it, is it better to, you know, have these tracks work together where if people are already going to these big shows, uh, does it pay for, you know, other tracks in the area to promote each other's events or does it pay to have a weekly track fund, uh, or a weekly track show? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but what what are your thoughts on that? I think that, I mean, this is just shooting from the hip, my own personal opinion. I like to drink and talk about this, but <laughs> I think that um, if you give the local guys the reason to show up when it's middle of July and, and August, when it's hot and there's rock fest, country fest going on, you know, there's so many other things you can go do. We go tube down the river, but if you give them a reason to keep showing up, you know, whether it even be a hundred dollars for a point fund for six place in points at the end of the year, you know, like I know it isn't much, but if you gave that option, I think you can keep them guys there. That's what's going to keep that door open, you know, or, but I think tracks need to work together. Like, like race Lake, our only big show is the little dream, you know, like granted it's on a Tuesday, so it doesn't really cause a lot of conflict, but when these other tracks in our, our radius have a big invite, like I think if they could work together and not step on each other's toes, like, say it's five grand to win for B mods at Jim Falls on a Saturday. Well, it'd be nice if our track would let us off to go race down there. And, you know, like it's a special, it doesn't happen every week and there's a little give and take and push and pull on it. But I mean, in the perfect world, yeah, tracks work together and whatnot. But at the end of the day, the weekly guys keep the doors open, you know, like in our area, you know, Cedar Lake, they got big specials. They probably make all their money on them, which is cool. You know, I've, I've never been in behind the scenes, but I think on our take, like, you got to keep your locals there weekly, and you got to give us a reason to keep showing up. So when you say 5000 to win for B-Mods, blah, 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 stuff like that, I mean, say you take Menominee, well, I guess you'd have to go Race Lake, Cedar Lake, because they're both Saturdays, but when you guys are paying five grand at Race Lake, why couldn't the tracks, you know, agree to where all the B-Mods are going there, and they just don't schedule them at Cedar that weekend? And then well, Supers are paying, yeah, five grand at Cedars. So. That's what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Like, 
the, the track can run its weekly show, so they're not taking a killing on that. But right. you know, like, if they got a special per class, let that class up. Let them go. I mean, what do you get? Let's say we get 15 B-Mods weekly at Race Lake. So you got 15 drivers. Let's call it one pit guy or two each. You're at 30, 40 people right there. Like, yeah, the track's going to take a little bit of a hit, but it ain't going to sh- shut the doors up. And then next week when you get the specials, like, you make up that much more capital on top of it. I mean, right. you, you got to give and take on it, in my opinion, when you got four area racetracks and one hour radius trying to all fish out of the same pond, you know, it dries up pretty quick. Yeah. And the thing with that too, is if it's, you know, if it's that big of a deal where they might be losing, you know, money on that side of things, maybe they could in turn have a sprint car race or have a different class to fill that spot. But it's everybody kind of, yeah, like you say, works together and, and makes it good for everybody. I give, I give our area track credit this year for race. Like, like, Memorial Day weekend here, we're finally bringing back the doubleheader. So there's a lot of heritage with that doubleheader here. There's a lot of old stories, you know, funny stuff that happens. So we bring that back. It's the same weekend as the Mod Nats, and I was really glad to see that Race Lake gave uh, the A Mods and the B Mods so we can go to Ogilvy if we want to race for the money, and then they bring in 410 IRAs one night, and they brought in late models another night on their doubleheader. Like, so now you're replacing the missed classes with something really new and cool for the fans to come watch. Like, I, I credit them on that. That's awesome. Like, to me, trying to bring some of that back, and you're also letting your guys go race for, for some Johnny, too. Yeah. <laughs> so you brought up the names of Buzzy Adams, Kurt Myers, and you talk about pitting for them, and in the Rice-like area, those are two pretty, pretty big names in the racing scene. How'd you get How'd you uh, get with them as far as pitting? And Adam Hensel. And Adam, yes. True that. Don't forget well, about the Baron or Baldwin Bullet. Well, the, I'm not proud of this deal on oh. my uh, <laughs> with uh, Buzzy, how I became friends with Buzzy and started pitting for him. But I was, a, I was 15 years old, and I probably should have spent more time trying to do my homework after school. But I'm like, you know what? My dad bought a pier stock. He was getting back into racing, and I didn't know anything. And I knew my dad didn't know nothing. And I'm like... Boy, that Buzzy Adams, he probably knows something. So then I just kept going over there. I'd ride my bike there after school. I'd get done to school at three. I'd go sit there till six when he had let her cars. And I think for a while between him and all of his pit guys, they're like, why does this weird 15-year-old kid keep showing up and he just won't leave? You know, and <laughs> Buzzy's lettering race cars. I'm picking up all of his garbage for him, sweeping the shop floor, trying to help him out. I just wanted to learn, you know, and get in touch with them. And that next year I started racing and... I won my second night out, you know, like, and Buzz, I pit for Buzzy that year before. He's like, God, this kid keeps showing up. I'm just going to let him come pit for me, you know, and it just kind of snowballed. Then I met Kurt through Buzzy, and uh, the car that I raced as a pier stock was Adam and Ryan Hensel's old car, so there was that connection there, like, and them guys are just a complete different breed on the Hensel boys. Them two, <laughs> they have way too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never see Adam Hensel in a bad mood. No, and have you ever met Bronco Hensel? <clears throat> Probably. Ryan. Oh, yeah. Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Ryan's not around as much anymore, but when we when Adam was driving ASA and we were working on his stuff, like, I watched the guy rip an air conditioner off the wall because he thought it was funny. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> funny stuff. <laughs> the, uh... Simon, I've had the privilege of being able to uh, narrate a lot of your uh, races and a lot of really special moments in your career. And the one, and there was a couple last year that uh, I was watching 
on Dirt Race Central, and I'm glad that it, it's it's there. But there's one event last year where you went from 12th and you parked it. Talk about that. So that was obviously the one win I have from the farthest deficit, like starting the farthest back. Um, we had I the week before, or I don't know if it was actually the week. I don't know if we had a rain out, but it seemed like two weeks. But the last time I raced, anyways, like my motor had a miss. You know, we had a fuel issue that was getting air in the fuel, so my car didn't run good. So that next week, you know, I'm like going into this show and thinking, all right, if I make the invert, which we usually do, I'm like, I should have a pretty good starting spot. Well, Race Lake didn't do much watering, I don't think. But anyways, I started in the back of the heat, and it was so dusty I couldn't see. And once I got up to the cars in front of me, like it was pretty much landlocked. I think I ended up like fifth or sixth in the heat, and my car owner comes up to me and he's like, oh what are we going to do? I said, well, what do you mean? He's like, you didn't go forward. I'm like, ah, car's good. It's just circumstantial racing. Like we, it just wasn't our luck. So we start 12 and I was right. You know, my car was good. We got rolling up through there. And when I get into third, I'm like, holy cow, there's Tony Barr, who was a hero of mine as a kid growing up. And there's Brady Larson. Well, the two weeks prior to that, when we were racing, my motor wasn't running. I was trying to just stay out by the wall and make laps. Brady Larson might have accidentally ran me over and wrecked some of my stuff. So <laughs> we got up to this deal and I'm in third and I'm racing. I'm watching the laps on the scoreboard wind down and I, I knew I was better than him and he kept blowing the center at three and four at Race Lake, which is easy to do. I mean, it's a crappy track to try and get around, but once you figure it out, it's pretty good, you know, and I'm like, ah, we got a shot. Well, I gave him a little shot in the rear bumper coming out of four one time thinking I'll try and rattle his cage and whatnot. Well, I didn't realize that we were coming to the white then and I had lost half a car length or two when I did that. So I had to play catch up and when I set it into turn three coming to the checkered, I'm like, yeah, I won't be able to sleep with myself if I don't give him back one for the week before. So I don't race dirty, but that was just more or less my shot back saying, hey, now we're even, but it was for the win and eighth place. And the funny thing was leading up to that deal was um, my pit guy that day is like, oh, he's coming back again to get him. I said, no, I don't have a real problem with him. I mean, granted, I owe him one, but I'm like, we'll get him back when it counts. Well, it just so happened that night it counted. Like his dad and Brady, they're all good guys. They're good people. It's just racing, you know, like I look at it like this. We're even now. <laughs> but I I watched the, the Dirt Race Central video of the top 25 or whatever, and I watched it. And I'm like, man, if people don't know the background story, they think I'm just a real asshole that just wanted to drive into Brady Larson's door coming to the check. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, oh, man. <laughs> well, you've said that several times, Simon, that you, you know, when you're out there, really, there's no, you know, it's hard to have friends out there. And if there's anybody who's a true psychologist, on the racetrack or an up and coming psychologist. I've heard you tell many stories of, of just that, you know, showing yourself on the inside of a driver or something like that. And your brain must relax enough where you can think about what you're going to do that way, as opposed to just driving instinctively. Well, so when I was younger, my early twenties race and I shouldn't have, like I didn't have money to, like I was the hot head. I was pissed off. I lost a lot of money. I've raced against my dad, my brother, my sister-in-law, well, two, both my brothers, my best friends, I've hit every single one of them. I've, no. <laughs> I've had the awkward conversations. Like, I've been through it all, and it's like, you. I'm at the point now that, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not perfect by no means, but it's racing. And, like, I got a lot of buddies that 
I tell him right out, we're best friends. We get along, we drink beer, but the moment we put the helmet on, like, I hate racing against you. Like, you are an asshole, and I'm probably going to hit you, you know? And, <laughs> like, it's just a when we get off, I hope you don't take it personal. You can be mad at me on the track, but let's drink a beer about it and have fun, you know? All right. Well, that brings up another topic. You had to race <laughs> against your brother and your sister-in-law. Let, there's got to be at least a couple little quick stories in there. Uh, I don't even know if I want to touch on that. Yeah, <laughs> well, at least the brother one. Uh, my brother and I, we haven't had a lot of real issues. Um, I do love my sister-in-law to death, but like, I don't think I ever made her happy on the track. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to leave it at that. I've always been a biggest supporter and fan of my brother, and I do love my sister-in-law and try to help him out as much as I can right now, but I know that there's been tension at times, and I mean, <laughs> in racing, that happens. <laughs> yeah, we've had some really good stories of uh, uh, I of you and Nick Trainer racing against each other, and I swore several times over the years I could look uh, and coming out of when you guys coming out of turn four, you both have just big ear to ear shit eating grins on you, and you go you know <laughs> trading sliders and stuff, and it, that's and it's but it uh, win lose or draw at the end of the day, you can almost always find you two together in the pits well yeah i mean a prime example of that i mean nick's the same way he's cut from the same cloth as like me or um mike schneider even this year at uh race like speed with their season championship night in the heat race you know you you line up for your heat by points at race like for season championship night and then for the feature it's straight up well i started on the pole and we took the green and i took off and I, my car didn't feel that good i started driving soft and, and mike was in second behind me next thing you know He's up alongside me, blowing by me. I'm like, holy shit, I better get going. <laughs> and going into the next corner, he didn't do it intentional, but he put his right recorder panel on my left front and fucked my whole corner up. So <laughs> I'm I'm like, it's go time, boys. So we race, and I'm not going to lie. like I, I threw a questionable slider on him back for the lead, and when I came across, he folded my whole right rear quarter and deck panel into my right rear tire. I went on to win the race, and when we came in he comes like everyone in the pit were kind of like knocking like they, we pit right next to each other that night and they're like oh like <laughs> you know mike and i we can get mad at times so they're over there looking at us like oh what's gonna happen and mike comes up to me and he's like wow i hope you're not mad about your quarter panel i said what am i mad about we're racing for first i'm like right. we're just racing i said did you rip my rear end out or wreck a tire he's like no i said okay so i gotta pound out some dents and pop some rivets that don't mean nothing to me like we're racing yeah that's just good hard racing right there. Well, right. What are we going to get mad about? If you want, right. don't want to scratch the trip, build a drag car or so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a sprint. Oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> Easy, Simon. You're about, you're 60 miles away, and I'm sitting right here with three sprint car guys. Take your easy on that, brother. I might take an ass whooping for you. I got to have everyone hate you by the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no one going to hate you by the end of the night. We'll just talk shit. That's all. Yep. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I do have to disagree, though. When you and Buzzy were talking about how sprint car guys are sprint car guys, I mean, we wouldn't have, I would say, 98.9% uh, with soda drivers on the podcast if we didn't like auto racing. Well, in my Maybe I'm just uh, biased because I listen to the Wasota guys. I don't listen to the Sprint Car guys because I don't know any. Yeah, of them. you're biased. You're definitely <laughs> yeah, biased. You're de <laughs> see, see, there you go. 
So maybe the sprint car guys aren't just sprint car guys. But, it's you. But to Simon's, <laughs> def- you. to Simon's defense, though, and even like where I come from, sprint cars really weren't a thing. Yeah, I know. Especially it's, around here. Yeah. That's yeah. why we tried to give Brad some shit. You know, like that was main reason why I said, are you going to bring trophies back? Because every sprint car track, like when you go to Victory Lane, it's sprint car trophies and big checks. And like, I'll, I'll tell you my opinion. You could. I mean, and, and every racer probably is going <laughs> to argue with me. Every, every racer is going to argue with me, but you could cut my paycheck in half if you gave me a big trophy every night because I love hard work. Yeah. Dave uh, Adams, like Mitch Hansen, <laughs> uh, if you're hearing that, <laughs> cut the budget. <laughs> yeah. So when Simon wins, just pay him 200 bucks and a $75 trophy. Hey, be happy now it sounds shit. like Brad when I brought up, well, we won't even <laughs> give you a check. I'll just get you a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> This ain't go-kart racing, though. I got Hoosiers I got to buy. Yeah. Yeah, you still got to make a little at the end of the day, but. Yeah, I got I remember when I was a kid, start racing. Paul Harrell said at the driver's meeting, he's like, I can go win a race. I can't even afford a cup of soup at Quick Trip on the way home. So at least let me get the cup of soup on the way home, too. <laughs> All right, Simon, before we get into these two-minute questions, uh, we need one more question that you have to explain. So why the number 38? So... It's kind of, it's dumb. It's a long story. Not really. Everything with me is a long story. I like to talk. But, um, <laughs> so 38 was my first football number back in middle school. And when I got it, I was also, as a little kid, a huge 38 special fan. I seen them at oh, yeah. Aquafest Race Lake when I was four years old. And when I got the number 38 as a football number, even back then, I didn't race. But I always would judge everything off of race cars. I'm like, huh that's a cool number. You know, there's not any race cars out there at the number 38. So I like to be different because I'm different. And they just stuck. My high school football number was 30. I'm like, ah, too many 30s. I like 38. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got 38. Well, hey, every number's got a story. So works yep. for me. All right, like Simon, it. are you ready for some two minute questions? If you ask me why is a manhole round, I'm not answering that. <laughs> I've asked my boss three times this week, and he just blushes and walks away. <laughs> so he takes it the same way Zach did then, huh? Yeah, he went penis right away. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrinkly manholes. Wow. Uh, Good callback on that one, Simon. Gosh. Hey, at least you're confident enough to ask your boss. Uh, I don't. I don't care. I ain't scared. (laughs) Fire him off, Ben. Simon, if you had to have something written on your face, what would it be? (laughs) Caution. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to mix up our normal question that I ask, because I see one here. Uh, How many pigeons would it take to kill a moose? All of them. Ah, ooh. Why all of them, though? Why not? I mean, the moose would die. What was the most horrible tasting food that you have ever made or entree or whatever? Deviled egg. <laughs> what? That will make me puke. I can't eat potato salad, deviled eggs. I will throw up instantly. Oh, I kind of uh, don't disagree there. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh. Got a oh. new bar or uh, drinking game? <laughs> well, I'd kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay. How can you empty the 30 pounder as fast as you can? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what sound drives you nuts? 
Uh, hornet. <laughs> <clears throat> Simon, <laughs> what is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself? Uh, oh, did you hear the story on Saturday? Oh. Uh, probably, but again, yeah, we my, walked my into wife. we walked into the big O and things, you know, got blurry. My, yeah. wife, my wife broke my unit. Oh. Oh, we're going to talk about this. Broke the wiener? Why? Why? As soon as he asked that question, the first thing that came to my head was sex. (laughs) Wow. And then you answer with that. Uh, Well, I'm a mechanic. I smashed my hand a lot. I don't understand. Like, that is the most weird thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) At least appreciate the truth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It makes for good content. No kidding. I'll tone it. I'll, I'll tone it down oh a little God, bit here. <laughs> we'll tone it down. Oh wow! What I, was it? I'll wasn't never that, look at Kayla the same way again. Wasn't that like on? Wasn't it a TV show? How did sex get you to the hospital? Or oh yeah, oh, God, sex dude. sent yeah. me to the ER. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could have been that on show that show. Was so dumb. <laughs> Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Sometimes Saturday night, I remember my wife yelling it across the bar that she broke my hip, and I'm like, what? It, Pulled me completely out of my conversation. I said, "Why are we announcing this to a whole bar?" <laughs> well, now all of Wasoda knows, so. right? <laughs> I think well, you, you should probably put on the back of your car this year the big unit. <laughs> oh, no, broke the well, broke unit. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good fodder for the uh, awards banquet next year. I think <laughs> I'm gonna have to write that down. We'll, we'll tone it down a little bit here. What topping does not go on pizza? <laughs> Uh, whipped cream. Oh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> How'd true. you find wow. that out? <laughs> wow. There are other normal pizza toppings. They all go on besides olives. Or not olives. Mushrooms. I'm drunk. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could punch any celebrity in the face, who would it be and why? Oh, there's too many to list. Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> they got... They got too many uneducated opinions. They should just shut their mouth. Good call. Who's the first face that pops in your head that you want to punch then? Well, I don't know why, but Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's that's, that's fair. Valid. Valid reason. Very really. valid. It's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, 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 I'm a metalhead. I love music, and when that's the first thing popped in my head is Justin Bieber. I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so that answers this question. Then, what song or band or group would you eliminate for existence if given the power to do so? <laughs> Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. Oh, they Very should do fair. a solo together. They, uh, a duet. Be, that would be a duet. Not a solo. <laughs> solo duets. <laughs> so I'm because she's obsessed with Taylor Swift. So I'm not scoring brownie points. That's okay. It's your opinion. See. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of uneducated people with too many opinions. It's no big deal. I'm one. <laughs> Simon, what Disney villain would make the best psychotherapist? The Joker. Ooh, that's a hundred percent true. The Joker's a Disney villain. Yeah. Oh, Disney. Yeah, Disney villain, it. isn't he? No, no he's Warner Marvel. Brothers. I thought he was Marvel. That too. Whatever, <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> well, regardless, yeah, I Disney still agree. villain. Disney villain. I'm the Joker. <laughs> I feel like I could sit down with him. We could have a bush light and we'd get along just great. God, you totally would too. You totally yep. would. I yep. agree. Uh, Simon, the funniest thing you've ever seen a stranger do in public. Uh, I So it ain't even really a stranger. Can I 
can I relate it to the funniest thing I've ever seen on a racetrack? Anything you want to say. Yep. So the funny, I guess it was a stranger. We're in Lake City, Florida, and I literally watched, a, it was a B-Mod running fourth, warming up his tires on the caution lap, and wheel hopped the guy next to him, and eight cars piled up, and one almost tipped over. <laughs> like, coming to the green on the back, not even in the corner, halfway down the back stretch. <sighs> That is the, I cried laughing like that guy probably lost a lot of money, but that is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, if you had a theme song, like WWE uh, style, what would it be? Ooh, there's too many. Uh, <laughs> next question. <laughs> I can't think of one. Did it all for the nookie? Let's call it. <laughs> Did you hear him? Yeah. Did it all for the nookie. That's fucking perfect. <laughs> then I broke yeah. my. Well, you... Then I broke my unit. Yeah. <laughs> then I broke my. It'd be, it'd be that Kevin Gates song, thinking with my D, and then broke uh. my unit. <laughs> <laughs> I need to remember that. <laughs> What would be more fun to drive, a tank or a submarine? For sure, a tank. You can't run shit over with a submarine. Yeah, you can blow shit up, though. You can with a tank. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were you thinking of a propane tank or what? Yeah, definitely. Wow. <laughs> Gunner? Uh, what's the most boring sport you can think of? Probably golf or soccer. I agree. Soccer, for sure. <laughs> All right. I'm asking you the final question. I like it. And then we're sending you out the door. What are you built to do, Simon? Built to work. Yeah. Do work, son. Do work. That's right. work, son. Thanks for coming on, nope. Simon. I appreciate it. We all do. It was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. I really had fun, too. I drank probably three bush lights during the whole deal. Ooh, nice. can you crack can one get, real quick before bush? we send it off? I just opened it. So uh, just open another one. You're going to drink them both. You know what? You're not wrong. It's like you know me. <laughs> See, yeah, one yeah. more, and I gotta go. Yeah. Yep. Bush. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Right. Simon, we'll see you at the track soon. Thanks for coming on. I like it, guys. You guys have a good night. Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks, you. Simon. Simon Wallstrom on the Bill Two Media Podcast. Let's go, Simon. That was good stuff. Was good. He's a character. Man, I can't like I don't think I could advertise it broke my unit. Yeah. God How do you fix hurt. that? I don't know. I could Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, remember, I all I can think about is learning about it in like eighth grade health class when the most immature kid asks if you can break your penis. <laughs> yeah. I still feel like <laughs> out of everything out of everything we talked to him about. That's all I can think of. That's what we'll remember. At least he's honest. (laughs) Yep. No, he's a he's a good cat, man. That's that's the way to do it, though. I mean, he's good on the track, and 15 years old, he's down sweeping the floor at Buzzies. I mean, that's that's the way you got to learn. Yeah. Talking to him on Saturday night, him, Matt Brandemuel, Rick Ellis, who's a Hall of Famer at Rice Lake Speedway. First off, I walk into Simon's shop, and uh, Matt gets up and he goes to the beer fridge. And he looks at me, you want one? I said, at the time, no, not yet. And he looks at me, and he gives me the finger, and he pulls me out of bush light, and I cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, that's what all those guys were saying is that yeah. you just sit back and listen and learn and be around it. Yeah. So learning by osmosis, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because I grew up in Rice Lake, but there's like they, he made up the point where like the track has that like all those stories, and that's definitely true. Like that track holds a ton of stories. Oh man, yeah. If, if we could do exactly what Junior did with Lost Speedways oh, here, yeah. like you would literally have twenty episodes at one track. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand they could probably have 20 episodes there too, but here I just feel like them dirt tracks got so much more to tell. Oh, yeah. There's a guy who wants to do one with the Eau Claire Speedway. Oh, that'd be cool. Love that. Yeah. And uh, he got a hold of me this last year. He wanted me to do some stuff with it. I said, I'll be happy to. Let's go. Narrate it, host it, whatever you want me to do. But then he wanted me to go out and find sponsor dollars and, you know, get yeah. equipment and stuff. Ah, shit. We'll just do it without sponsor dollars and find them later. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I, I, I'd be more than happy to oh, do it. Oh, man. If we could just do it while they're still current, that would be even more fun. Mm-hmm. But Rice Lake, there's so much Seriously. pageantry. Yeah, it's crazy. There. All right. Let's get into this bullshit session. <laughs> I got to grab something, so you might have to open that bullshit. Think of your body as a car. It needs energy. Liquid Nitro is that energy. Liquid Nitro energy drinks. It's packed with superfoods and five B vitamins that'll give you clean energy for those moments when you need that boost. You want it to last without the crash. And you want it to taste good. Pour some nitro into your tank. Liquid Nitro energy drinks. Welcome to the world of real energy. Noble. Get it at dukesuperstore.com. Time for a pit stop. Copy. Always got to refuel. A section called the shit show instead of the news. No. You're done. You're done. I guess you could say it's kind of a racing round table. Do you think we should call the news section just us screwing around at the end? It's not screwing around, though. We have a lot of good topics to talk about yet. Copy. Three, two, one, news. So we're just going to stop that. Okay. All right. We're all, let's get it all back together. Here's Blake, Gunner, and Zach. You got her bunged up. Okay. Bung. Copy. And Ben. Okay, boys. And ben. We got Ben here, too. We'll add him in eventually. So... In this bullshit session, I wanted to start off with uh, my good buddy Jody Sar. He made Gunner a little sticker. Oh, now this sticker, once we get the deal on the wall here behind us for our live videos, needs to go on there somewhere. Oh boy, are you guys ready to see it? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think that That's rooster amazing. could take them all. Yeah, that is one determined <laughs> chicken off. right there. <laughs> so it's a sticker of what chicken is that anyways? Who cares? I, I mean, he's got a set of nuts hanging from his neck. So. Right. It's an awesome chicken. It says the stunner in the chicken. And at the bottom, it says how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? That's going up. Legendary. I appreciate that. That is awesome. <laughs> I was I was going to stick it on your car before you left and just wait to see how long it would take, but right. then I just figured you'd probably peel it off eventually. So. Right. It's stick it like in. that's like beer fridge worthy or... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think if we get a banner here behind the couch, we'll put it on that. Yep. Got to. It's kind of sweet. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some bullshit. Come on. You want to introduce it, Gunner? Well, Gunner's been waiting almost two weeks for this, so almost two weeks. Uh, yes. So the topic of the BS discussions, uh, spec, anything spec in racing. 
thoughts, opinions. Um, Start off with the definition here, Gunner. <laughs> well, basically, it's when a series or racetrack determines that you have to run this part in order to be legal in that class. So the one thing that kind of sparked my whole interest on in it, interest in it uh, was a couple years ago, I think it was with soda, and I don't remember which class, but there was a debate on a spec shock. Street stacks. Yes. So thoughts? I... I don't know. I where do you I even just, start? I just look at it. If we're, I'm going to start with shocks because that was the first thing that was brought up. Um, I can understand the limited late models if they have a certain set of shocks and yep. tires and stuff that they have to run because it's an affordability thing. I can understand the peer stocks have to run this shock that spring, whatever. But when you get up to street stocks or supers, the whole point is is you're moving up. So no matter what they're going to be spending money somewhere. So why are we limiting certain areas? I don't mind if they say you got to run 50, 50 all the way around. You know, if they dyno at that, you know, they come off the car, take them to the shock dyno 50, 50. Okay. You're good. What I have a problem with is, okay, here's a spec shock. We want to have a spec shock rule as a sanctioning body. Who's got the highest bid? Who's going to pay us the most money to run? Like the street stock deal was an AFCO shock is what they wanted. So it was that name brand shock, what they had, because yeah, I'm sure AFCO wrote out a check to a soda at the time. And now sanctioning bodies have to make money too, but that, you know, those, those shocks were cheap, you know, yeah. even at that, at the spec shock, they weren't, they were not cheap. That I agree. Like with the whole where the problem for me starts is, uh, the moment you spec something, you know, we're a capitalistic market. All they have to do is go put $500 on this price tag because, you know, they, they know you're going to buy it. The spec cylinder heads for Wissota late models or mods or whatever the heck they yet to put them on. Brodix, whoever makes it, knows that they're going to buy it so they can charge more money because they know you have to buy it. Going back to the shock thing. I'm not the hu- a huge fan of a spec shock, but I'm a fan of limiting your range of, you know, a twin tube shock. You know, you can only run a twin cho- tube. You can't run a gas shock or something like that. That's how you're limiting costs. You can only run a single adjustable shock versus like some crazy triple adjustable thing. Specking it out to a certain part number is not necessarily answer all the time. I think I'm going to have a differing opinion on this than you guys, but, uh, Personally, I think in the lower classes that there should be more spec stuff. And my reasoning behind this is, okay, yeah, the price thing, if they can get a spec shock that's at a good price for everybody, right? Yeah. Then, you know, you're you're going to go out there and be like, okay, well, I'm on the same shocks as this guy, so I need to work on my car to get better than him. Or I need to work on a different area. But, you know, it's kind of the the same with what Zach was saying. Like, yeah, you can make it, you know, they can price it up. But if you can find something at a good price, well, the thing with it right now is, like, if I'm racing and I see a guy winning on Super Shocks and he's, like, he's winning, I need to have Super Shocks. That's my thought process. Yeah. Where if it's down onto a single shock then I know I got to work in a different area or, you know, I think if everybody, the more even that everybody can be to a point, I think the better 
the racing will be, and I think the more even it'll be. Yeah, I agree, but at the same time, um, I remember Cam talking about this with the Legend Car thing. They became so specked out to the point where you were limited on shocks, tires, whatever, that you were just dumped. Like, the people with money, it's great for the people that are the sportsman racer, right? But it's like the late model 604s that were meant to be affordable, now they're just basically a super late model with a crate motor, but the crate motors are fifteen thousand dollars. It leads to people like spending money in these places to where you're gonna gain a tenth, but it's tens of thousands of dollars in say chassis development or something like that. Yeah. Um I I think the big thing too is this like the attitude of the racer. The USRA class is awesome because they know that, you know, we're here to have like a sportsman class. We're not here to be the Wissota late model. Correct. Yeah. No, I agree with both sides. That's why I think it's a tough topic to to yeah. debate on because well, it's not. A, you just have to understand the situation. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with spec on any lower classes. Honestly, it's just when just, you get into these big ones, if you start to spec shocks or you start to yeah, well, like yeah. the world of outlaws. Once we had the tire problems, you know, we drove all the way to North Carolina. I'm sure I've told the story a million times, but we didn't have outlaw tires, so right. we had to wait to buy them, which. I totally understand that we can only buy them at that place or we need to buy these type of tires from this guy, but we got 10 tires dismounted. Yep. Waiting for the guy to show up with tires. And then I get the tires and they're literally only cut around circumference wise. Yeah. You have to cut them all. Basically. I have to. Yep. It was like no idea that that was going to (laughs) happen. Right. Those 1300s, 1350s, like 30. Yeah. They're, there's, yeah, that's it's just one. straight up a circumference groove in the middle, you know, just so you can get your blocks and you have to cut everything else. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, that's it. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, it's a what? <laughs> we might as well move on to the topic of tires. Of I'm uh, so glad we had a rain delay. Would you guys? <laughs> do you guys think, uh, especially in the late model side? No, I, feel I like, don't. What was I, the next question? <laughs> thanks. ADD. <laughs> what? Sorry. Um, go ahead. You I ever still look don't. at like you guys have another question. <laughs> <laughs> well, the late if model. If you're a thing. hot dog, <sighs> ketchup, ketchup and relish. Yep. Cooked medium rare. Start on the inside. Eat it out. You can't handle the conversation. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. <laughs> no, it's I not even a complicated question. Would you guys agree? Like, is this a, a single no. singular compound? Like, if you're in a late model racer and you go down south, you're earning a different compound than up north. Like one single compound. I mean, industry it's wide. Even like two, two or three. You have a two, two a hard hard right rear, and the other ones are I don't know what they would be. No. Well, Soda used to have that. They used to have a twenty, a thirty, and a fifty-five well, I think, that you can I think, run. I like it. I can't remember, but like, yeah, with Soda has the, the option, then you have the option of the hard right <laughs> rear. But like a super late model, like hot dogs, a different area of the country, they have to go buy a thousand dollars or more in different tires to run. I am not qualified to answer that question because I've never raced down south. I think, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's definitely a fine balance because Ooh. I like, right. I like the fact of having stuff like yeah have a couple options and you gotta like figure out which one's gonna be best for this track but right now i almost feel like everything is so open it's 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 like i need this stuff to be this fast or i need this to be that fast where if it was kind of specked out a little bit it'd be like okay he's on the same stuff i just gotta drive better change my lines or i gotta figure out something with my 
car to make it faster. Yeah. But it's it's definitely to a certain point because if you spec everything out, then it's like then you're high racing. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't spec everything, but you have to limit areas where it's out of control. Right. I mean, even the NASCAR side, they went to a spec car because it got out of control. Right. Formula One is even limiting how much money they can spend because it's getting ridiculous. Yep. Um, yeah, because then then guys don't feel as much like, well, he's got way more money than me. I can't right. beat him. You Correct. Know? Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's <clears throat> just to a point. Well, I do think it's a little ridiculous that they, you know, that there is all these different compounds for yeah. all these different sanctioning bodies. And one tire, one late model tire that is run out west or down south or wherever is better than the one that's run here or vice versa. Right. Why not just take the best fucking tire that they have manufactured and manufacture a shitload of them? Right. And everybody's on it. You, you know? don't have to worry about a whatever compound shortage for Wissota well, that was whatever. A, it was a big thing with Goodyear, too. Back in the day, that's why everybody liked them because they're hard as a rock. They wore like iron, and like Pat Dorn won the track championship at Cedar Lake back when they used to get thirty five, forty late models a night, and he bought eight tires that whole year. Yeah, it's you know, as opposed to eight sets of tires to go six weeks. You know, oh, even even less probably now. But this kind of leads us into another question. If we're talking about tires, go karts, the wing karts. Yep, same exact tire. On every side, every place I went. Yep. Every single place. Right rear, 55. I had, yep. The only, well, you could, I guess you could change the left rear to like a 20 versus a 30. Yeah. Depending on where you were racing, but still, like, when I raced buying tires, it was a 55 on the right rear, it was a 30 on the left rear, and you had 20s on the front. Yep. That was it. When I raced, there just needs to be, and these sanctionings just need to, like, get together and work together. Because that's the way the whole sport's going to grow and keep these compounds the same. You can't go down south and I need different tire compounds for modifieds or something. You know what I mean? Well, and it's so nice. Like when we were in carts, I mean, I would run a feature on a pretty junk right rear, but it was still good enough to like do good or, you know, it just lasted so long. Um, But no, I was going to say that kind of brings us into uh, this question from Dylan Alton. Um, thoughts on big cars being being able to prep or dope their tires? I don't see why they can't. I mean, there's got to be some sort of a some sort of drometer rule for sure. I mean, you can't have a guy going out there with a tire you can stick your finger into. Yeah, that that's right. with the dope. If you start softening, it's really how you gonna regulate it. Yeah, it's and there's always one tech guy. Plus, that would be something I would go spec on, right? Like, Tire softener, right? You know? Yeah, if you were to do something, but it has to be affordable, too. I'd say if you had a spec tire, then there's no doping. Yeah. And another thing that a lot of people don't consider when doping tires is what it does to the track. Yeah. Because at Thunder Hill, when we had flat carts with dope, it just burned in the bottom groove, and that was the fast lane. Yep. I agree. Set sucker rubber up on pace laps. Yep. But I never. Bullshit. Well, you couldn't. You couldn't groove a with soda late model tire, right? Or you couldn't do anything to them. I think before they opened it up last year, I never understood that at all. Yeah, you you couldn't do it. Yeah, you couldn't. It was one specific pattern, I believe. Yeah, it's. I didn't understand that. Well, my logic of late model tires is real. First off, it's from a budget team. Yep. And it's antiquated because it's uh, fourteen years old at the newest. 
And also, we did some kind of crazy shit with tires with Nesbitt. Like, we flopped tires, flipped them around, we patched them, we plugged them. Right. You know, uh, and he had, I swear to God, guys, I'm not kidding you. I'm left-handed, right? So this muscle right here, that used to be really big from holding Nesbitt's tire grinder. <laughs> Because it was 45 pounds from it was like grinding a tire with a curling <laughs> rock. <laughs> it was like a one inch impact. Yeah. I mean, it was and it was from 1959, literally. And I always joked that he, uh, it came over on the Mayflower, but it did a phenomenal job, too. So if there's, a, you know, and again, this is all all these questions are controversial. Everybody's going to have an opinion. And for me personally, it's well above my pay grade. But if you have a spec tire that you're allowed to do some things too, like one just popped in my head with your Minnesota license, as an example, you get uh, enough for a season for tire softener or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of testing that goes involved with that because I actually forgot what they do to a track. You're right. I, yeah. I plus, I mean, if you have doping, if, I don't, I don't agree with doping. If you well, have I mean, to go right to the- now. Like currently in our current situation no. to be able to use up the shit tires that were be able to soften them up and like run them. I don't think you need to soften them up. I still don't think. Really? I mean, I think you can it. do some work to it, but I don't think we need to use the dope stuff. But if you have to dope tires too, is the, are we doing stuff wrong? If you're going to dope full time, like Ben saying, are you maybe doing something wrong with the compound? Is the tire manufacturer doing something wrong? Well, I think that goes back to your point when you said, you know, every class should have this tire to run. Yeah. Then, then they won't have to manufacture so many. Then we might not be in this situation. What? Well, that's Brent. But, that's Brent Mark's whole thing with the sprint car thing. It's like we have, we just need one tire to run on the right rear, and we won't have these problems. Yep. As bad as they are. But hindsight's twenty twenty. You can WDRL had that spec fifty five. It was like the WRS fifty five or something. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you could get. In whatever size they had, but so we'd go with the durometer and test them. Yep. They didn't like that. All right. Another question from Facebook from our live. What do you think of dirt racing at Bristol with the higher series? It'd be fine if they could put people in the stands. I don't mean to bash promoters or anything. It's just you can't do it when there's nobody there. And I just didn't think the racing was that good, but I guess we'll see how the sprint cars do this weekend. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think it was just so cool when they did it the first time in the nineties yeah. and then everybody wanted it back and realized it's like, Oh, our cars are super fast already. So we don't need to go back to Bristol. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. That's my, I just don't, tough. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just waiting for a sprint car to go flying up in the bleachers. Yeah. yeah. It's dangerous. I'm waiting. Yeah. I was just waiting for something bad to happen. I agree. NASCAR wants to do a dirt race, build an actual dirt track that's half mile and that can handle cup cars and can host weekly dirt races. That's the yep. solution. Don't put it on Bristol and run the best short track in NASCAR. I have a cool solution. I think they should make NASCAR drivers not NASCAR drivers. They should put them in every, like, take the best drivers in the country and put them in a late model, put them in a sprint car, put them in a. I said that. Well, yeah, now they're, a couple they're weeks starting ago. to. Yeah. The NASCAR series that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, diversification. Yeah. Yep. Kyle Put him in a drag car, even. Right. Well, it's the Kyle Larson effect now. Contract, contract wise, they weren't even allowed to. Yeah. But now it's like you see Kyle Larson. I don't know how you get a car owner, or but it's Chevy or whatever, or manufacturer. See, oh, I want my guy to represent 
Toyota or whatever. Like well, speaking of Toyota, they're not happy with Kyle Busch. Did you see that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They said something. Uh, yeah, they're. I forget what it was, but yeah, they're basically they're not happy with him right now because he just did what Kyle Busch does, and I don't care about my I, contract. Yeah, I don't care. Ask Joe Gibbs. If it doesn't happen, I'm gone. Goodbye. That's like what he said. <laughs> yeah, and Toyota, you know, they wanted better product representation or whatever. And you have Kyle Busch representing. Yeah, you should probably think different if you're going to yeah. think about product. Yeah, you should probably think about the representation a little bit. Kyle yeah. Busch is probably your best guy. I would, yeah. <laughs> and I don't, and I'm not a Kyle Busch guy. No, but as far as getting your logo out there and yep. telling everybody what they run, they all know who Kyle Busch is. Right? I yep. worked in sales and marketing and PR and for. Over 20 years. He's the guy. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Nope. Nope. You want to talk about the race saver, Gunner? Uh, where are we at here? Well, you got it. I don't know where the question is. Our tech guy, Matt, asked about the uh, the 305 race saver. Is it really saving racing? Yeah. No. no. I'll say it, <laughs> and no. I'll give... The 305 race saver. It is... Let me have Zach explain. Well, it, <laughs> I'll say this. That I will allow you to allow him to explain this to me. But A 305 is was the solution when... So this is how it started. You had the 410 sprint car. Yep. Then the 410. The 410 sprint car happened, be, or the 360 happened because the 410 was getting too expensive. Now they're talking about... Now the 305... The 305 has been around for a while, but the 305 happened because the 360 is too expensive. Okay. But now the 305, they're $30,000 for a 500-horsepower motor is what you can spend on one. And they're called race savers. Can I give a great solution? The UMSS rules are the best yeah. limited sprint car rules in the country for making 500 horsepower. Go ahead. Uh, use the LS motor. Yeah. It is literally the best platform in the country right Here's now. Here's my opinion. Motor or the B-Bound motor. I like my B-Bound. Here's my yeah. opinion. Okay. Take the LS and... You can make an aluminum blocked LS with almost as much horsepower as a 360. Yep, not more and more because I'm pretty sure at one point Donnie Shots had yeah. a, had it as a like as 410 him, car. Him and his motor builder developed a uh, twenty two thousand dollar quote unquote 410 that made 875 horsepower. Do you guys all hear that? $22,000. They're now spending was, 60 plus right now. That was 10 years ago, but still. Still, still. yeah. And it's a better platform. If what was you the look comment at on your TikTok? LS swapped the world. LS swapped the world. I'm telling you, dude, those are they're the best. Dude, Racing I, needs the LS motor. You have to change your oil. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you literally run them. F- My LS motor can go for 130. 25 shows right now turning 7200 rpm every night ls swap the world i like it i like that i i going back to that question though pick a motor yeah pick a motor and that's it like, in my opinion well they was sort of trying to do that with the open motor and the concept motor well now there's four now, different options you choose from yeah open concept or what it yeah well, see, that's what's hard about it is you can't just be like, oh, we're going to bring pl- LS platform in and then we're going to just dump everything else. Like you can't just make people spend money. Yeah, you have to incorporate yeah. change. But the LS platform needs to come in because the small block Chevy is night. I mean, it's a good platform, but it's 1960s technology. You're 1960s technology. <laughs> They're still cool motors. They yeah. sound they sound better than LS's. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But what he said <laughs> you, you can build a equivalent 
powered motor for a B mod in the LS platform for twenty five hundred dollars. We have people in the UMSS doing it right now. You're making as much power as a small block three fifty that costs more. Yes, yeah, just because you can. Some I of the three hundred fives I've seen are outrageous. More than a three sixty. Well, yeah, that's going back to it. It's thirty grand. Right. If, if some there's people who have thirty grand of these things that are paying seven hundred, not even seven hundred fives. And that goes back to the point of uh, everybody having the same thing to not spend more because I know if a guy has a 305 and he's beating me, well, now I'm going to want to go out and spend 30 grand to get a 305. Yeah, exactly. Monkey see, monkey do. Yep. And that's the thing with the LS and the UMSS stuff is there's 50, there was a 15 people that have $12,000 motors, but they ain't, they're only making 15 more horsepower than the ones with $2,500 motors. Right. So next question. Was there any more? I just got some highlights. I think, so I got. I think we about covered it. Yeah, that wasn't. I mean, we as... could go over some more stuff and get really angry. At each other, <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Oh, it's what valid. We, what points. were we talking about before we got into this? What'd you ask me? Did we talk about deodorant? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. the hell was that all about? Okay, yeah. so now this we I'm might get heated. You, I'm telling you, okay, you look <laughs> at ridiculous. You walk. It's like a woman looking at the shampoo aisle. Why is it a woman? Why can't it be a man? Because I feel like it's a stereo. It's I'm talking stereotypes here. Man looks at the deodorant and I was like, "What the hell do I even choose from?" That thing's a whole aisle. Are you a sniffer? Like when you go? To no, but I'm like, I look at the price tag and I'm like, I am poor and have a race car that costs a lot of money. I can't afford an eight dollar stick of deodorant. Irish Springs, it is. So I'm looking at this and I've, I'm like, God, you can spell the Irish Spring over everything. Can we? Can we? Two dollars a stick. And sure, it doesn't smell great, but you don't smell like ass. Can I throw my two cents in? Go ahead. That's why we're here. Right Guard. The, what the hell is that? Right Guard is it's the de- best deodorant. It's deodorant, man. No shit. You gotta look, you gotta look like a shelf up from that Irish yeah, spring. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you top shelf deodorant? I'm bottom no. shelf. In I'm Svedka. Like, I'm, I'm Fleshman's vodka down here. <laughs> in my younger days, I used to sweat a lot. And finally... I found right guard in it. You have a girlfriend my smell, problem. You smell like shit or what? No, I just used to sweat a lot and I, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what deodorant was best and right guard's the one. Zach's still like the cereal aisle type of shopper for sure. Like everything that's bright and looks good. <laughs> yeah. Staring at that and it's then a grabs gray whatever's stick. underneath it. It's a gray stick. It has no pattern. Exactly. You're like, ooh, look at all these shiny things. And then you're like, nope, can't afford it down here. I'm going. So Irish Spring worked on you. Yeah, it works really they're, good. They're, I still smell no, it. I mean, their marketing platform of being not the shiny one worked on you. Yeah, it poorness. So to be honest, he started off this entire conversation with Irish Springs is the best deodorant out there. It's an antiperspirant <laughs> and deodorant. Actually, and I instantly said no. Hold on, what's your guys' choices? I'm yeah. still an Old Spice guy. Respectable. I I I was a degree guy for a long time. The 72 hour deal because. You know, when you're my size, you sweat just existing. And, <laughs> you know, you, you are kind of beat it up on your forehead right now. <laughs> and then, but then when I'd go to a show and, you know, I do my thing, I'd be just covered in sweat. So yeah. they don't make a full body deodorant. Like, I, what am I going to do? Rub deodorant? You know, but then the degree stuff quit working. So I am with you, Mr. Cummings. I am a right guard man now. Yeah. What's, uh, the, what's the cost per stick? I don't know. Five bucks. Five bucks, probably. I mean, that's ridiculous. Old Spice is three seventy nine. 
Mine was a dollar eighty nine. Actually, two pack is like seven fifty right. or something. Yeah. Okay, now let me get deep into this conversation. Here Old Spice go. gives okay. me what about a little shampoo? bit of a rash. What about shampoo? Does everybody remember Zach over here telling us about he's a broke college kid with a race car that can't afford the three dollar deodorant? Mm-hmm. Yep, that was there. I heard it. Zach, how many times have you been to Quick Trip this month? Uh, oh, necessities. Okay, we're worth it. We're worth thinking about. We're on a budget here. What is more important, deodorant or food? How many times have you been to Quick Trip this week? Uh, three times fill up my tank. Okay, I have a V8 Yukon well, that gets the, 12 miles what's a gallon. The, what's the amount of money you've spent on food at a gas station? <clears throat> I probably spend three bucks every time I go on okay. food. Because I, so, I get a, a hot, I get the dollar deal, and then I like their chocolate milk lately. So if you would have walked over to Dick's Fresh Market and bought some groceries, what do you think the difference would have been? Probably the same. Yeah. I've bought. I was. I was buying groceries earlier in the year, and it wasn't cheap. Uh, it's honestly pretty close. I I'll think. tell you though. I, I'll tell you what though. I the, know what your logic is, Blake, and and you're right. At least we're talking about pennies versus right. I will say though, I Aldi's. Did, Aldi is the best Aldi. grocery store, but UW Stouts Cafeteria is two fifty for anything you want. You so, get that? but but he does it to me all day in the truck. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing right now, Blake. Go ahead. The UW Stout Cafeteria is just absolutely fantastic food. They have a subway. That's the market. The actual cafeteria, like a uh, a lunch lunchroom, is two dollars and fifty. Good. The, the subway is ten bucks. Be glad you don't go to UW Eau Claire because there's a quick trip there, but no gas. Oh, what the hell! All yep. right. I just seen a quick trip on Facebook when I was on there looking for questions. There's gonna be a quick trip in Turtle Lake, so that means on the way to Cedar Lake. Shut, shut your mouth. There's a quick trip. Shut up. Go ahead. I think I can help this whole pan. You know pan what played? Thing. Yeah. You know what played in my head? What? Real man of genius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what happens when you have no money as a college kid? You know. You know who sang that? The lead singer of Survivor. So why didn't you sing it, Ben? Whoever had long Because I can't sing. <laughs> Sample. What? Can't sing. We need a sample. Okay, just finish your coloring book and go to bed. <laughs> can, can you do the? Can you please sing the real man? Exactly. Music? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> what for? Best voice. Do it. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's intense. Both my real kids. man of genius. That's not that bad. That was good. Yeah. Let's just say. You're welcome. Not that bad. Gunner. <sighs> oh, this I gotta hear. <laughs> Come on, Skip Shania. Me. Oh God, no. Real man of genius. That's <laughs> good. That was good. Go ahead. Thank you. Real man of genius. Beautiful. All right. Blake. You want <clears throat> Blake. Real say. man of genius. <laughs> uh, we're uh, guys. We're the Build Two Crew. We are available for any and all bookings for birthday parties, holiday celebrations, bar mitzvahs, whatever you need us for. <laughs> Bill2media at gmail.com. Let us know. <laughs> it's trick to rock around to rock around. <laughs> time is tricky. <laughs> wow. I hope dude, it cuts out every one of that. He, turns, he doesn't, though. Dude, he's going to cut all those clips out, and that's what this section is going to be called. Yep. Real man of genius. That wasn't too that's bad. That's probably what it's going to be right <laughs> that's there. That's, that's exactly what it's going to that be right there. Bad. And for the four people that are listening to this podcast right still. now that yeah, still that they have any pause or stop or yeah. through their phone thank you because 
yeah, you're Set allowing both us their to... earbuds down on the desk and walked away, <laughs> forgot to shut us off. <laughs> All right, real quick. Ready? Yep. Scotty Thiel wins at Beaver Dam. Boom. That was Cowboy Up. Shout it. Cowboy Up track. It was. It was. Did you get to watch it? Nope. <laughs> it was good. Every car, it was crazy. Every car was like super tight. And then there was this like a cornfield in four. And they hit it and they just go flying across the track. It's like, <laughs> holy crap. All stars. Anthony Macri. On fire. That was awesome to watch. He's on fire. Uh, I wanted to just go over this because we did do our picks for World of Outlaws. Yeah, Carson Macedo, three in a row. He is on fire right now. He is four, three in a row. Yeah, cool. Okay, okay it's Brad Sweet, Carson Macedo, David Gravel, Sheldon, James McFadden, top five. Real man of genius. What do you got? Is Shots going to retire after this year? No. no. He didn't win. There's no way. He needs one more win to make it, what, 12? I don't know. Championship? Yeah, I think he's on 11. Um, World of Outlaws. <coughs> Carson Macedo. <laughs> Three in a row. <laughs> but do. I do want to give, like, this was a big shout out because I'm loving this, like McDonald's. <clears throat> Love that place, too. I know you do. Stillwater McDonald's is the worst ice cream cone I've ever had in my life. People still get ice cream at McDonald's? I love their ice cream wow. cones. It's good. Real do they still do apple cheese. pies? Yeah. They need to bring back the steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Yeah, what that the? much. I don't understand. The or best bacon, sell- egg, and cheese bagel. McRibs? Bagel, really. Why did they take bagels away? <sighs> what did Mc- bagels ever what do to them? What the fuck, McDonald's? Right. McRibs? I mean. Ray Kroc is rolling over in his grave right now because that was probably the best-selling sandwich that they had. I love bagels. Let's it take it away. You guys exactly. ever have the big breakfast with hotcakes? Yeah. That's it's the okay. best. Not much on the hotcakes. Nope. I'm sorry. Oh. I love their hotcakes. They're both qu- skinny. We're both fat. Yeah. We hate hotcakes. They love them. What's <laughs> yeah. going on? Well, right. I like double quarter pounder with cheeses. Cheez-Its? You like double quarter pounder Double cheeseburger. Nope. Triple cheeseburger. Mm. You got to get a double. Yeah. 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 Can't just have one cheeseburger. Although we went to Brazina's and Tilden the other day, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm a single. I'm going to go with a single here. Single bacon, raw onion. Didn't have no fries. lumberjack burger. <sighs> My ain't got no Jordan, bad then. He went ahead and he got himself a double. He's like, I want a double. I'm going to get cheat curtain that and I'm going to get some more. Okay. And that's what double he said. That's what he said. Ham and taters, man. Guess who was waddling out the door at the end of the day? <laughs> I had me some chili. <laughs> I tell you what, the french fried taters up there are pretty good. <laughs> All right. My big shot. <laughs> Blake, make anybody today, Blake. Uh, Dennis Herb Jr. leading World of Outlaw points. The one-man band. I want to just go ahead and give him a... That's awesome. Good for him. That's awesome. Okay. What else you guys got? There is some big racing in Alltech, too. Max Verstappen wins. How, yeah, Blake, how'd you like Formula One? Broad- what did you think of the Formula One broadcast? Because it. it fascinates the crap out of uh, me. Formula One puts pretty much everything to shame when it comes to the broadcasting side of things. Yeah, it's it amazes me how... Sorry. Um, it's the worst racing in the world, in my opinion. It's all played on pit road, and whoever went, whoever wins pit road or whatever, the strategy wins. There's yeah. no passing, barely any passing. If you get the pole, you win. Like if they, if there's an over, they call overtakes over there. I swear they all go crazy over one pass. Yeah. Well, that's because it never happens. But like, 
they still have the push to pass deal, or is that only? Yeah, they have DRS. It's called. That's basically push to pass. You enter a zone and you get more horsepower from my hybrid engine in there. Yeah. Okay, you're at full power. You are clear for yeah. overtake. Yeah, that's basically what, what they're like. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's like, like, no, like bump the guy and go. Right. But like watching their broadcast, I swear it's like oh, there was a pass every corner. Like I swear if a duck were to cross. Overstepping with the huge overtake. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh, look at here, folks. We got a duck down in turn one. He is coming in hot. Max Verstappen up to the line. Yeah. Almost going to get him in the duck. gets away. <laughs> like, literally for 20 minutes after that, nobody hears anything. And then the guy comes back, and it's like, you're alive again. But they do it right. Hour and a half. Oh, that actually sounded really good. That did. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and give Blake Anderson one of these. <laughs> If I'm ever in the booth with you, I'm totally going like whatever that voice Should we was. announce a Thunder Hill this year? Yeah. Deal. Yep. Here comes Simon Wallstrom to the bottom. <laughs> and then he got oh. 10 bros. And he's going back to the top. Now he's going to pass him on the top. He's got him. <laughs> oh, my God. I need you to do victory lane interviews uh, in that voice. Uh, just like that, too. I don't know if I could. Can you <laughs> You're so scared hard. if you don't. Practice right now. Yep. Right now? Yeah. Yep. All right, Simon. What a hell of a run out there today. <laughs> That's perfect. You really put it down on the loud pedal. What do you want to say to all your fans and thank your sponsors, mate? <laughs> That's awesome. This is going to be eye-racing flashbacks. Uh, that is great. I could do it different with every person, too. Like, <laughs> could totally Man. do it different every time. You're, okay. All right. We got Buzzy Adams <laughs> down here in Victory Lane. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Back when it, early on in my career, I would get uh, if I, was like four or five uh, cars in a heat race, and they're all spread out. You know, yep. I would try my damnedest to polish that turd of a race, and I would just get stupid excited. Oh my god, here they come, coming out of turn number two. Side, looking to get side by side, heading into turn three, and there's like three car lengths. Between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Stuff. And single file going to the three poise for the attack, coming out of turn number four. <laughs> Nothing happened. My announcing mentor, he pulled me aside, and he's like, Ben, you know, just stop. And I'm like, what? And he goes, it's okay that they're doing what they're doing because the fans can actually see it. So you don't have to make it something <laughs> that it's not just sell what's happening on the track. And I'm like, yeah, but that's so fun. Tow truck yeah, Larry yeah, down in the infield. Yeah. Down Looking to run and way and hide with this one. <laughs> I would have totally went. Uh, totally left on him at that point. But I'm like, oh, they can see what's going on the track? Okay. Here we got a blue Saturn running by on Highway 12. He's definitely speeding. Well, I was like 17 at the time, and, you know, but... Yeah, I'd never forget doing that, and I would just get like into it too. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, I should imagine. I mean, I still pace back and forth when that, when I announce and stuff, and my microphone is, you know, all over the place, and and I don't like people within ten feet of me when I'm announcing because you got to walk back and forth and smash. Oh, yeah, he's really bad at pro cart. Like, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. All of a sudden, Ben's pushing me all the way to the wall. <laughs> oh, look back here, Buzzy! Ben, ben the cord's tight. The cord's tight. I'm gonna drop it. Mike Mueller out of the cart. <laughs> 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 that was fun, and I didn't know a freaking soul. I knew like three people that were racing that deal, and then trying to keep track of everybody. Oh, what oh. a mess! Yeah, that was tough. But I tell you, the uh, the uh, actual announcers for that night, they were good. I I'd like to meet them guys again. Yeah, they were. They were. What were their names again? Pepper Brooks and Cotton. 
Oh, Cotton, yeah. Pepper Brooks and Cotton McKnight. Yep. Cottonwood. Oh, Cottonwood, excuse me. <laughs> are they allowed to do a pro cart event again? Cottonwood and Pepper Brooks? Well, they are. I just don't know if the racers are. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think we I don't think we got kicked out. No. Because when we show up, they know we're coming. So And after the tr- after so the job. track got changed to yeah. where it wasn't like Oh, you mean the big debate that we had with them prior? And when we told them died. to do that first? Yeah. yeah. I understand. Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, bring Mississippi Thunder into the plan here. They're doing a photo contest, which I thought was pretty cool. Good idea. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get to uh, see Cedar Lake's updated top win list? Kind no. of. Cam. Wow. My name's Cam, and I'm short, and I'm leading the wins by like 15 races. Oh, yeah. And then Thatcher let it go at, you know, I guess I got 60 wins. I can retire. Right. So cool. That's crazy. I love it when they they do that, put them up there. I know. I just absolutely love to see the big win list. Putting in perspective, it's like 60 times. I'm one win away from being in the top 10 with the UMSS. Got to get on that. Well, we're going I mean, to Jim Falls. Pretty much going to go to third. So, what in a couple days? Weeks. Oh my God! Jesse Radensky will be poised to uh, get to the top of that winners list this year. He was on fire there last year. The only super stock that could rip the top in one and two was Jesse. Radensky. What kind of socks do you wear? Adidas. All day I dream about shoes. Shoes. Sprint cars. I dream about Crocs. I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, David. <laughs> what? This wasn't that bad. No. I mean, come on, guy. <laughs> you ready to go or what? No, I was just looking at the all-time win list. You were watching Which, porn. Yeah. Ben was watching porn. Yeah. Ah, in those Asians, eh? <laughs> Midget porn. Midget porn. <laughs> uh, they are called little people. Yes. Can I apologize greatly wow. to the midgets? All right. Well, we would like to thank Simon Wallstrom for coming on. Great interview. That was I fun. think he could have went for about seven more hours and 16 would, more bush lights. I agree. But, uh, it'd be good to see him back at the track, boys. It'd be good to see everybody back at the track. When mm-hmm. do we get weather, for God's yeah. sakes? I'm sure this will post after, but I believe uh, Red Cedar's pretty confidently going to make opening week this week. Oh, because, yeah, Friday looks good, don't it? Friday looks good, so hopefully that gets under the... Under the the deal and done and Cedar Lakes, I don't know. It's sketchy Saturday looks like it's ass. be pretty moist, pretty moist. So I want to weather get doesn't to, improve this week. Red Cedar doesn't have they got a hell of a shot at trying yeah. to make it too. It's uh, Thursday's gonna yeah. rain. Bunged up. I just wanted to go to Bunged Rice Lake and drive my car and race. It's gonna You're rain. Done. A lot of different uses for a plumb bob. <laughs> Word on here. Word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's not bullshit. You, you know, ever just, a... when you're talking, just think I'm an idiot. That's my favorite. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you listen back time. and you're like, oh, my God, what All is right. my brain doing? Once again, T-shirts are in. We have them available to all. Message us on Facebook. Price is $25. Uh, 25 bucks plus shipping and handling. Plus shipping and handling. Send your name, address, and don't forget the whatnot to the built to page. Whatnot and whatnot. And we'll organize payment for your t shirt or t shirts, if you will. Mother's Day is coming up, by the way. Yeah. Might make a great Mother's Day gift. How about a new B2 shirt? Come out. They'll probably be at my trailer, too, until Blake gets his car there. Also, uh, 
this podcast, we're going to be getting some more up- updates here and yeah, exciting. Getting, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to this year, boys. We will catch okay. you all next week. Holla. Send it with that red button. Come out. Hit it. That was always, that was anticlimactic. You got something to say? Hit up the Bell 2 Media Podcast and let them know. Like, comment, and share on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and at Bill2Media.com. Thank you, Bill 2 Media sponsors. QualityFreightRate.com, Liquid Nitro, Energy Drink, SKD, Scott King Designs, Underhill Speedway, Kick-Ass, Beef Jerky, Jiggy Signs, Harvest Racing, K1 Race Gear by Ryan Bowers, Spot On, Point of Sale, System Credit Card Processing, and PrettyPolishJunkie.com. Get your Built 2 Media podcast fix. Get everything you want and get everything you need at built2media.com except for the t-shirts figure it out be back next week for another exciting built2 media podcast the built2 built2 media media podcast